0: Oh, You'll be so you paid money for this app. I paid $10 for this app.
1: <laughs> There's a free version. Okay. I was
0: going to say, what, what, um, what is it about the paid version of the app that you decided you needed to spend $10 More
1: clothes, on? more hair colors, um... More makeup choices. I wanted access to all of the clothing, but the free version is okay. I just uh, woke up at like five o'clock in the morning on payday, realized I had money in my account, and like got excited, <laughs> and then sleepily bought the full version for ten dollars. <laughs> so that was my big purchase for the month of March. See <laughs> so, yeah, giving wolf people haircuts. Hi, and welcome to Booaha. This is episode 9. Still no consistent op- opening. It
0: might even be episode 10. I don't know. Do you want me to look up on like the podcast feed what episode you're on? Yeah, that could probably be a good thing for me to know. <laughs> oh, let's see. Previously played. Oh, well, it would help if you added episode numbers to your titles, and then I wouldn't have to sit here and count. <laughs> Gotta count the episodes. I could, I have them saved, I'm like... What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, oh, th- you were right, this is episode nine. This is episode nine. You just know these things, inherently. Um,
1: this would have been slightly better uh, for episode ten, because it would be like a, a
0: milestone, <laughs> but I flew almost 2,000 miles. <laughs> well, and nine's just a better number than ten, anyway. Yeah. Odd numbers are better. There are nine members of the Fellowship of the Ring. There's nine... Single-digit
1: numbers. <laughs> no, zero is a single-digit number. Uh, anyway, I uh, flew to Minneapolis slash St. Paul because they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're not. And I did not fly here to do boo specifically because that would be insane. You don't have the budget for that? I do not have the budget for that. I don't even have the budget for this. <laughs> but since I'm here, we're going to do a reverse boo in ah oob Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and repeat it. I just spell it in my head. Um, since I am technically the guest, <laughs> we have Casey, who has put up with my bullshit for the last five years? Something like that. Something like that. Um, she's kindly invited me into her home, written notes, more notes than <laughs> I've ever written, and she is going to tell me about... The ghosts of the St. Paul, Minneapolis area. Mostly St. Paul. Mostly St. Paul. And then you guys don't get to see this, but we're going to drive around later. Hell yeah. And
0: look at that stuff. In (laughs) the rain. Because it's raining today. Yes, it is definitely raining. And let's hope we get a little uh, thunderstorm ambiance. That would be pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, it also sounds differently because it didn't haul all of my recording equipment on a plane. I can't imagine why not. It's not like my suitcase weighs 50 pounds about it. <laughs> um yeah, so she's gonna tell the story, and I'm just gonna make dumbass yeah. comments. So I get to feel what it's like to be a guest on my own show. How's it feel so far? I mean, I have done exactly the same thing as <laughs> I do.
0: Now I'm just stalling. Show. Okay. So today we are gonna hear some stories about haunted St. Paul. And also a bonus about Minneapolis, because I guess they're okay, too. So you might know that Minneapolis and St. Paul are different cities. Minneapolis is not the capital of Minnesota. St. Paul is. And it's not Duluth. (laughs) So all these jokes about St. Paul as a suburb of Minneapolis is bullshit. St. Paul is the better, more superior city. And that's why we're going to focus on St. Paul today. And I just angered. Well, do you have any listeners from Minneapolis? Yeah, you. Oh, this is the author of the haunted doll story
1: (laughs) uh, that we read on the Dear David episode.
0: Yep, yep, that was my haunted doll. I Fun story, I went back home, I think probably before I submitted that story. I wanted to dig around in her basement and see if I could find that goddamn doll. She's disappeared. I found a series of very horrifying dolls from my childhood, (laughs) but not the haunted one.
1: I've told you about Amazing Amy, right? Mm Mm-mm. Um... So, back in the day, probably, like, 97, 98, um, I had a doll named Amazing Amy, and she was just, like, a blonde girl, and she had, like, a heart, like, screen display in the middle of her chest for, I don't remember what, I think it displayed the time, if I'm being honest.
0: Um, Everyone needs a doll clock.
1: But she came with a bag of stuff, and all of the stuff, like, there was a medicine dropper, there was, like, corn and, like, spoons, and bottles and that kind of shit but it had like these little metal sensors on the tip and then in her mouth she had metal sensors and when you connected it she could tell what it was and she would ask for things specifically but she was built like a Furby in that she had no fucking concept of when it was and was not appropriate (laughs) to ask for things so she lived in my closet where all of my other toys lived because I had two walk-in closets at the time which is what every eight-year-old needs. Um, so sometimes at night from the closet, I would just hear her crying. Oh my god, that's the perfect thing I've ever heard. Uh, and she would ask for shit, and my mom finally got so tired of it that
0: she took Amy's batteries out. Plot twist, did she keep asking for things even after you took the batteries out? Yes. <sighs> I just got four Furbies instead. Oh, better! I taught them English. <laughs> what do you do with? Okay, I never had a Furby. My cousin had a Furby. What the hell do you do with four Furbies? Seems very you overwhelming. Start a band, <laughs> an acapella band. Did yeah. you teach them how to sing in harmony? Yes. Um, no, I just kept getting
1: Furbies because they were the big toy, and like that's what grandparents that you don't see very often mm. get you. So I had Christmas Furby. He was chill. I had two baby Furbies. And I had a normal, like, tiger stripe Furby. And they were cool. I couldn't teach them to swear, but they did learn some English. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, we're telling ghost stories. We're telling ghost stories. Are are we talking about our childhood toys? Which, there's overlap. I mean, clearly, my doll was haunted. Why the sun? (laughs) Still (laughs) maintained. No, it was haunted by regular ghosts, not the sun. It was
1: like the sun sun (laughs) is a ghost.
0: You don't know how science works. That's why I do a podcast. (laughs) Uh. All right, where should we begin? We are going to start today with um, okay. It's called the Legend of the Thirteen Graves, which sounds very ominous and mysterious. Um, The disclaimer being that the only place I've ever heard of this legend. I was doing ear quotes. (laughs) Um, It was in, uh, it's the Twin Cities Haunted Handbook, and it's by a bunch of white dudes, probably. That's all you guys have here. (laughs) This is true. So, I mean, it's centered around, it's the St. Paul Seminary, and that shares a campus with University of St. Thomas, which is where I went to school. Um, While going to school there, I never heard this legend. I went specifically to this grotto multiple occasions after dark. Never saw any ghosts, never saw any graveyards. What if there were ghosts? What would happen? <laughs> I mean, it. Okay. It is a legitimately spooky place, and we're gonna find why. All right, so according to this legend, there's a priest who ran a church near where the college is today, and he went nuts, and he raped and killed. Or, no, just raped. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's start. That's okay. very important. Let's do the end. So, according to this legend, a priest who uh, he ran the church near where the college is today, he went nuts uh, and raped the 12 nuns who served with him. 12 nuns? 12 nuns. God, he's super going to hell. <laughs> well, the number is very important here, because it's got to be extra creepy. So, Of course. 12. 12. So, um, because it was old-timey days, the nuns didn't, like, report him they just you know went about their business and continued to work at the church as you do being a nun in old timey days that's not even an old timey days i was gonna say this is true yeah i should also say there's no actual year attached to this and you're gonna find out why uh so anyway the priest he couldn't handle his guilt so one by one he kind of lured the nuns down um to The river, um, a ravine leading to the Mississippi River, and he killed them one by one. That's not how you deal with guilt. (laughs) That's exactly how you deal with guilt, is you do more guilt. (laughs) So he killed them all, he buried them in this ravine, and then once they were all dead, he walked along the line of graves, and then he killed himself, which, ah, fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So next time, if you, uh, if you are looking to assuage your guilt in this way, maybe do it in reverse order. Kill yourself and then kill the nuns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so today there are thirteen stone crosses lining the ravine, one marking the spot of where each nun was killed and buried.
1: Is it in a straight line?
0: <sighs> no. Okay. I just—I don't to... think so, because, like I said, i never—I never found them. Okay,
1: because straight line indicates uh,
0: decorative purposes. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, um, there are thirteen stone crosses lining the ravine, supposedly, um, and if you try and count the crosses more than once, you're going to get a number. A different number every time is part of the spooky legend. That's just you can't count good. Implies that you can't count to twelve, or if you try and count the, or or if you try and count them at all, you're going to encounter very bad luck and your life is going to go terribly wrong. So, if you count the crosses, you'll be cursed or something, <laughs> according to this legend. Um, other people have reported feeling discomfort or feeling unwelcome, maybe because they're trespassing, a trespassing on a college a, yeah. campus. Um, Others have heard screams or a man sobbing because they're on a college campus. <laughs> uh, so as you can probably guess, the story is bullshit. Um, there's no actual record of a non-murdering priest. Um, the stones aren't actually graves. As any self-respecting lapsed Catholic can tell you, uh, they're probably for the Stations of the Cross. Oh, yeah. But they're old, so they're missing one. Duh. <laughs> I think there were 14 Stations of the Cross. Honestly, I stopped going to the Stations of the Cross when yeah, was I, like, 14. That was,
1: like, my least favorite part because <sighs> uh, during – because I went to the crazy Catholic school where they made us go to Mass every single day. Mm. Uh, and during the Easter season, we would have to do the Stations of the Cross and –
0: they're just super depressing. I don't even remember what they are. No, neither do I. I always hated it because we would have to go to our Wednesday night religion class. And then when that horror was finally over, we would have to go and sit there Stations of the Cross every week during Lent. Fourteen days to Stations of the Cross. Um, so that's what it actually was. Um, and they're not maintained. So one disappeared. Or many disappeared. And that's probably why you can't count them.
1: Let's see what the Stations of the Cross are. I'd be interested in learning this. The early set of seven scenes is usually numbers but whatever, whatever. Yeah, this is basically just, like, a dumb story. So, one. I almost said Pilates condemns Jesus to die. It's Pilate condemns <laughs> Pilates. Jesus Jesus accepts his cross. Jesus falls for the first time. Jesus meets his mother Mary. Hopefully not for the first time. <laughs> Simon of Cyrene helps carry the cross. Veronica, who the fuck is Veronica, wipes the face of Jesus. I think she was an old woman.
0: Yeah, she was just kind of like a random who was there, right? Yeah. Uh, Jesus falls for
1: the second time Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem Nice singles mixer (laughs) Jesus falls for the third time Jesus is stripped of his clothes Now he is stripping Jesus is nailed to the cross Jesus dies on the cross You'd think that would be the last one (laughs) Jesus is taken down from the cross And Jesus is placed in the tomb Although not traditionally part of the stations The resurrection of Jesus is In very rare instances As included as a 15th station So that's well,
0: that was very informative it and was, a nice refresher.
1: should just start a Catholicism podcast. <laughs> it's like boo except we read, like, excerpts from the... Actually, I think that's just reading the Bible with Dan. Yeah. Not on this network, but try
0: reading the Bible with Dan.
1: Where Dan yells about the Bible. Good luck, good plug. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, All right. Uh, bullshit. So, uh,
0: yeah, it was bullshit. The end. Um... So have, is there actually a ravine down there? There is actually, okay, so there is a really cool, like, a gr- it's cal- it's a grotto, they call it, so there's, like, a statue of Mary, and then there are just some, like, benches and stuff to sit. It's kind of a wooded area. It's actually really nice, and I liked it a lot. I would go down there and sit, and then also we would, while we were sober, me and my friends would go and just hang around. And I'm saying, like, while we were sober, but I'm, like, literally, we were completely sober, because my friends at St. Thomas didn't drink. Ah. Yeah, no, I went to party at the University of Minnesota when I wanted to do that. Um, but we would just kind of hang around the grotto and just bullshit for several hours until security found us and told us to go home. How do they know that you weren't there praying the whole time? I mean, CJ did have a guitar, so we could have been like singing Jesus music. Musical yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Musical prayer. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, there are a few other ghost stories um, kind of around the campus. Um, mostly Creton and Grace Hall, which are the freshman dormitories on South Campus. Um, in some of the oldest buildings. Um, both are alleged to be haunted. Cretan literally has a dungeon basement. Like, the walls what? are stone. I had friends freshman year who lived in Cretan, and we would go down there. And literally, it's like a hallway, and then like maybe eight rooms lining the halls, and they're all just like stone and... Ground floor. It's
1: Has awkward. that always
0: been a college or has it been repurposed? Uh, it's always been a college. Um, they do hold a haunted house there every Halloween. A Catholic haunted house? No, it's actually pretty cool because the guys too at the dorm put it on and not the school. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, there's also Loris Hall, which um, is no longer a dormitory, but it used to be a dormitory for some of the seminary students. Uh, supposedly a student in his last year there had, um, he was about to take his vows, but he was having a whole Christ of a faith thing. Uh, so he killed himself on the fourth floor of the dormitory. Uh, it's now administrative offices on every floor except the fourth, um, which is supposedly still empty. Never been in that building, so they could be lying to me when they told me <laughs> this. <laughs> but anyway, students have cl- claimed to see lights turning on and off on the fourth floor, yeah, where no I, one is. I, okay, I was just like, people have been up there, so
1: <laughs> they could be turning lights
0: on and off. I mean... And that's probably what it was. I don't know. Yeah. So a lot of priest or pre-priest death,
1: <laughs> as you find on a Catholic school. Okay. So we're standing outside the Suicide Priest,
0: <laughs> Laura's Hall.
1: It's another band name, Suicide Priest. Ooh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably already a band name. It's, it's a large brick building. So, w- very... w- which direction is the grotto that you were talking about? Uh, it'll be that way. Okay.
0: Audio medium. It's that way.
1: It's to the right. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with these <laughs> on-the-move things, but... now this That's is... a good experiment. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to take some pictures. Uh, mix a Polaroid and, uh, and whatnot. Mostly because Polaroid just makes stuff look creepier. Alright, I'll check back in with updates.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm being led down a wooded path. Presumably to be murdered. It's damp out. I don't know why that's a an important thing. Yeah, so she's definitely going to murder me down here. Flew all this way. I've been told to keep an eye out for gravestones. Um, that is... I was gonna say, hopefully this so creepy. What are you people doing? Alright, so we are at the ravine, as mentioned in the pre-story, which I don't know where I'm gonna insert this, so who the fuck knows? I also probably shouldn't be swearing. They are nun ghosts. They are nun ghosts. And what is this? Uh a pit. And a squirrel. But a pit mostly. Not seeing anything.
0: No, see this is why I didn't believe that there are actually crosses out here because I've never seen one and I was down here a lot. Maybe they're really small. I think they're supposed to be maybe more in the It is very heavily wooded.
1: I mean there's a be fair. there's a cross right there, but it's part of a, a new cross. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. New cross. Um, I'm very unsettled by the pit. <laughs> And they kind of gave up? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait, what's this? This is... nah. Yeah, it looks like... Casey.
0: Oh, huh. Is that uh, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? Oh, that's not what was worrying
1: me. That branch over there was just moving and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it could be the wind, you know.
1: Or it could be that squirrel that I mentioned earlier, but...
0: See, oh, okay, this I think is the path that
1: goes down there I wonder if
0: that's where not where they are oh god mosquitoes mistake. okay well I'm
1: not going down <laughs> no I'm not going down into the random ravine to look for none ghosts um so yeah that I think that should wrap up the the, it's the audience oh it was a squirrel it was a squirrel are you sure <laughs> well I see him right there it is also raining so we should probably uh bail
2: <laughs>
1: okay I said we were done But this is an update on that We did find a uh, Concrete question mark Cross stone. A stone cross uh, on the ravine I only see one But It's there It exists It exists I really wish I had been recording When we saw it though <laughs> <laughs> um, oh I need did you get a picture of that I did okay uh, so I have photographic evidence that there is a, a cross is this how Kyle McLaughlin felt when he was doing Twin Peaks
0: <laughs> Diane um, well, alright we're going to move forward maybe backward in time I don't know I think it was a very Question nebulous mark? story that didn't actually happen uh, so now we're going to talk about the Griggs Mansion, which is allegedly the most haunted house in St. Paul. Allegedly, I'm excited to drive by it later. <laughs> oh, yes, we will look at it from I our might, car.
1: Uh, break out my my notes or my like audio notes and just <laughs>
0: insert commentary. <laughs> oh, that's a very special episode of Boo Haha. <laughs>
1: So we might just break every couple minutes in this main recording and just be, like, muffled, like, rain on the God, car. Just like, so we're looking at this house.
0: Yeah, it's a house. There's a dead man out front. What? <laughs> oh, oh, no, there's a ghost in the window. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, we could just make up whatever shit we wanted. Yeah, it could be a really good episode. What do you
1: think podcasts are? <laughs> <laughs> shit's
0: real. Especially the ghosts.
1: I'm actually just in Portland alone
0: right now, (laughs) and I'm just you doing a funny voice. I'm very talented. You are. I'm very impressed. Good production values. Yeah, my (sighs) co-host from Afternoonified is actually just a sock puppet. Oh well, we already knew that. (laughs) Alrighty. So the Griggs Mansion. It was built um, about 1883 by wealthy grocery wholesaler Chauncey Griggs. So you know he is from the old timey days. Name Chauncey Griggs. (laughs) Uh, so the house is along Summit Avenue, uh, which we're going to drive down today, and it's a street lined with like just a bunch of crazy, stupid, gorgeous Victorian houses. Ooh. It's where all the rich people live. It's where St. Thomas is actually on Summit Avenue. Uh, so it's four stories, 24 rooms, and it looks like a goddamn castle. I would show you a picture, but you're actually going to see the house later, so I won't. It's beautiful. It'll be though. a surprise. So Griggs actually only lived in the mansion for four years before he decided Minnesota sucked, which given our winters i'll give him that one he moved to the west coast i think he did some lumber shit i don't know
1: we have a lot of lumber shit
0: on the west yeah. coast <laughs> in the year since um, the mansion has been a private residence and art school and at one point it was divided into apartments so most of the supernatural activity is said to be focused on the fourth floor um, there are supposedly as many as six or seven entities in the house uh the creepiest as always is an apparition of a child or at least part of a child Wait. <laughs> uh, in 1959, uh, one of the art school students awoke to see the head of a child floating above his bed. Just the head. Bed. Just the head. Just the head. So, okay, put yourself in your position. In this position, you're just in bed and kind of roll over, look up, and there's just a small child's head floating above you. Yeah, that's probably worst case scenario for rolling over. I think in bed. I would rather see a whole apparition. I would rather part see the an whole child than just the head. All right. Uh, so some of the other ghosts are a teenager, Amy, and a Civil War general, both allegedly felt by a St. Paul medium and likely fraud. Roma Harris, <laughs> Harris Harris said she felt a shadowy presence of a teenage girl hanging around the, the air passage. quotes. And the, she has no stories about these. There's oh, there's a teenage girl and also a Civil War guy um, uh-huh. that she supposedly saw. Um, she thinks maybe it was the original owner, of Chancey Gregs, um, the Civil War guy. Yeah, which would have to be. I mean, the mansion was built a couple decades after the Civil War, so why there would be Civil War ghosts hanging around, or why Chauncey Griggs would, in ghost form, decide to come back as a soldier. Do you get to pick your to own outfit? Well, to the house that he, like, only lived in for four years. Like, why? I mean, it was probably the nicest place he lived. Probably. Or um, else he built some way, place way cooler on the West Coast.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I will look into that. Yeah. Um. Do you get to choose what you wear when you come back as a ghost though? I don't think so.
0: No, I think it's
1: How mm-hmm. many naked ghosts are there? I would imagine most. It's like in Stardust
0: where oh, where you're like stuck as the the, the... very last thing you were as you died. Yeah, yeah, so that one guy was naked. And the one yeah, cuz he died in the bathtub. I like to think that's the truth.
1: Oh god, so many suicide ghosts that are but... just naked.
0: That's you don't need. That's like it's like the apparition of a child's head yeah. i would rather see a fully clothed yeah. ghost than um, a naked ghost i don't well, need that I in my life
1: that still applies in like the shining true which i take to be as bible true
0: <laughs> obviously the shining the documentary yeah, the, the Shining. The
1: documentary the shining i'm talking about the mini series documentary not the stanley kubrick oh not the stanley kubrick documentary they're both the
0: yeah well that's because the stanley kubrick documentary is about how we fake the moon landing
1: Yes, yes 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 um, not about ghosts God that was an awful The actual documentary They made about Kubrick's The Shining Oh yeah I never got more than Like 20 minutes it into it It was awful They were like And then there's a Native American On this can of baking powder Which means that Stanley Kubrick Was expressing his feelings That we Like no No That's just a brand Of baking powder You fucking nerd It's like
0: an It's like a freshman English class Trying to read The Great Gatsby you know? Oh
1: god And see the curtains Are blue Which means that He was feeling down Like no They're just that went with the house decor. It makes me afraid to write anything specific mm-hmm. in case an English class, like 40 years from now, reads it and like, just ascri-
0: ascribes all this meaning okay, to your words. And she
1: was driving a red Toyota, which means no, that was just the car that was passing by my window when I was writing that
0: particular thing. Literally, pull that out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so back to Roma. Roma also claimed to have sensed the presence of a gardener named Charles Wade. Um, I don't know how she knew he was a gardener.
1: I probably was because his a hat. thing
0: his thing was coming into the library to flip through books. Maybe he was wearing a hat and had a big pair of shears on his belt. Maybe, but also, why is he haunting the library? Haunt the gardens? Well, I, he these has, are just very illogical ghosts. He's to me. dead now, so he can go wherever Do he, 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 wants. Fuck yeah, he
1: wants. he has so much free time.
0: So, a repeatedly seen apparition is a thin man dressed in a black suit and a top hat. Oh, fuck that. (sighs) Absolutely fuck that. (laughs) So, in the 1950s, when the building was still an art school, um, a member of the faculty moved into the front basement apartment. Uh, He awoke one night after feeling two dead, cold fingers on his forehead, and when turning on the light, saw a blue flash that disappeared. Part one of the story.
1: Uh, Two nights later,
0: he woke again to see a clear apparition of a man in a black suit and a top hat standing at the foot of his bed. Once he noticed the figure it dissolved into the brick wall. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, they've seen him before. All right, they've seen him again. Um, A man called Mr. Weschke. We'll talk about Mr. Weschke. He bought the mansion. Um, He was working at his desk in the library and looked up to see a thin, long-faced man with white hair studying from the doorway. So we have to assume that this one is actually plausible. Mm, We'll get back to Mr. Weschke.
1: Was he insane?
0: You'll see. Oh, God. Um, there's also just some other standard ghost nonsense. Windows that have been nailed shut are found open, doors open and closed. People hear rasping coughs from empty rooms. Um, the last entity is the maid. And she allegedly hung herself from the four- fourth floor landing. Keep that location in mind. Checks out. Um, because, I don't know, some dude broke up with her. <laughs> ghost um, shit. People climbing the staircase have felt various, um... Ghostly stuff like anxiety, feelings of distress, and a quote unquote sense of foreboding. That's just being a, a person. <laughs> yeah, I was. I go through my everyday life like I that. I don't know why feel, people think that's ghosts. Am I surrounded by ghosts at all times?
1: Uh, I I remember reading something where it's like at any given moment, at least three ghost butts are touching you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many ghost butts, and that's just saying nothing of the ghost penises. <laughs> All right, so 1969, three reporters from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, they spent the night in the house um, with an infrared camera, a second camera with a wide-angle lens, and a tape recorder. So They were very prepared for this They were very prepared. Each each reported feeling general uneasiness, um, especially about the hall in the staircase. So um, Mr. Weschke, who owned the house at the time, led them up to the fourth floor, and they kind of, I think they hung out in the library outside that landing. Um, and just kind of made camp there for the night. So they reported that at one twenty a.m. on the landing just outside their room, they heard five distinct thump-like heavy footsteps. <laughs> I'm sure that picked up on the microphone it did. just fine. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so at 3.35 a.m., they heard a creaking sound like soft footsteps on the stairs. At 3.40, one of the reporters walked to the top of the staircase and peered down. Uh he didn't see anything, he didn't hear anything, nothing. At three forty five, um after he'd gone back into the room, they heard the creaking noise on the stairs again. Uh they sat there until four o'clock, hearing nothing else, and then they packed up their equipment and they walked straight the fuck out of the house. (laughs) Uh quote from the article We all agreed on one thing there is no prize on earth that could get us to spend a single night alone in that great stone house that seems to speak in sounds we cannot explain or understand.
1: You mean the sound of an old house settling? Pretty much. Um, I will say that in the two days that I have been here, it has been humid as shit. Which means that any wood floors in this place are, like, saturated. And then they start to dry out, and they shrink, and they creak.
0: Yeah. So. you think the extreme weather might have something to do with that. Like, just anecdotal evidence. Uh, We had a (laughs) blizzard in April. Uh, And then we ended May with um, temperatures in the 90s, and we got to 100 in May. I mean, Minnesota's got pretty chill weather. No extreme variety. No, not like completely saturated air that could... (laughs) So here's why this whole story of the Greg's house is probably bullshit. Remember Mr. Weschke? Yeah. Carl Weschke. Uh, He owned the house from 1964 to 1975. He was the one who invited the reporters to come stay in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also was the one who reported seeing the top hat ghost in the library. Yeah. He uh, uh, made a career writing books on, surprise, the occult, and astrology. He was a self-proclaimed. proclaimed warlock oh my god uh, and he liked to hold seances and decorated the whole house with an occult theme oh god he's also the one um who was living in the house when the medium roma harris came to visit and like i said he invited the pioneer press reporters um there was a very telling quote from the original pioneer press article um after taking the reporters on a tour of the house he then retired to his bedroom on the second floor it had just it had its own bathroom And he said he would have no reason to leave the bedroom. He was tired after an 18-hour day. I'm sure he just went right to bed. Mm, Of course. And went to sleep. Uh, So a family called the Zoltais, they lived in the house from 82 to 2009, said they never had any experiences. Um, They did, however, have an emergency haunting kit containing a crucifix, a clove of garlic, a wooden stake, and a bottle of holy Uh water. They're ghosts, not vampires. Literally, my note says, wait, isn't that vampires? (laughs)
1: They They would know if vampires were there. You would think so. Again, the very real documentary, What We Do in the Shadows, (laughs) distinctly outlines what vampires get up to. Exactly. We know all about vampires. I don't...
0: This was, however, this was pre-Twilight, so... Was it pre Twilight? 2009. That was about when the movies came out. Yeah, some. I don't know, you'd think they would have watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. Yeah. Or read a fucking book. I don't know. It's yeah, vampires. There were at least four Dracula adaptations out at that point. That
1: a... a clove of just one clove. <laughs> a clove of garlic. A single clove. Not even a head.
0: <sighs> All right, so that was the Greg's Mansion. The good old Greg's Mansion. I'm sure it's a very creepy house when you're in it. Maybe. I don't know. It is now a private residence. They actually, um, they were trying to sell it a couple years ago, but they were saying its reputation, like, its reputation preceded it, essentially, and no one would buy it. It's, like, a $2 million mansion, and I think it finally sold for, like, $900,000. you would think people would be more willing to buy it because it's fucked up. You'd think so. It was bought, finally, in, like, 2012. Yeah, just have someone do, like, a staging. It's fine. Easy, Easy peasy.
1: we are in front of the warlock's house (laughs) (laughs) that if everything that we went over wasn't like easily disproved would almost definitely actually be haunted it's got like round turret rooms and it's made out of giant red giant red stones it looks
0: very ominous
1: yeah I I would definitely buy it as haunted it's nice I don't immediately see any ghosts.
0: Have you looked in all the windows?
1: Uh, not all of them. I think
0: that main turret is where that fourth floor landing is. Okay. I don't know. That's just my guess. And that
1: was the one where the, the maid allegedly hung herself. Hung yeah. herself. Um, I don't know. I give it a three out of five. Yeah. Three out of five ghosts. It's actually
0: not as stately and impressive as I thought it was. I mean, but
1: I would I would live in it. Yeah, for sure. I would sage it first, but I would live in it. <laughs>
0: I definitely expected something more imposing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, I, the house next to it looks like it's more likely to have a ghost in it than...
0: <laughs> I mean, as we were saying on the drive over here, all these houses This have... neighborhood is insane.
1: This is as close to investigative reporting as I will ever get. <laughs> we are mildly fact-checking these stories...
0: By looking at the places.
1: Did this mansion have any lights in the windows that we covered?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember hearing any stories like that. but Which is too bad because I feel like that's good classic ghost story. Like people walking by can appreciate that.
1: Yeah, like seeing faces in the windows and stuff. But, um, I don't know. It looks like there's a, a woman out back that's varnishing something.
0: Probably looking at us suspiciously.
1: Yeah, like we those two guys in Matilda who were parked out in front of Danny DeVito's house. Alright, well I'm assuming as we drive away something will like run out into the street.
0: Yeah, keep an eye out for, you know, big dogs, Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> Bigfoot is, is back in my country.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Minnesota's got Bigfoots, I think, up in the Northwoods. Really? I'm sure there's Bigfoot stories from the Northwoods. I'll look into that. Anywhere where there's woods, there's Bigfoot
1: stories. It's true. Uh, Maybe just a different variation of of Bigfoot. You might have more of a Sasquatch. You definitely have the OG Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Uh, The colony started in... I don't know. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to get a picture through the window of this house. (laughs) Not through the window of the house, through the window of the car. I just wanted to go back and... (laughs)
0: Our last St. Paul story for today is the Wabasha Street Kings, or Wabasha Street Caves, and other gangster ghosts. Excuse me, gangster ghosts. Uh, so St. Paul in the twenties and thirties was a notorious crooks haven. Um, this is thanks to a series of corrupt police chiefs and an unofficial contract known as the Layor agreement. So essentially, um, as long as these gangsters paid off the local cops and didn't commit any crimes within city limits. Minneapolis was fine. You could do crime over there. Okay. Uh, criminals could basically come and go through St. Paul as they pleased. Uh, so during this time St. Paul played host to like John Dillinger and his girlfriend Al Capone, Bonnie and Clyde and the Carpus Barker game. So big kind of stopover for all the Yeah, I guess I never really guys.
1: thought about where Bonnie and Clyde and stuff were like in the United States for some reason I just yeah. assumed they were in California, but
0: I think were they midwest? I honestly probably. don't know
1: much about Bonnie and Clyde besides I've... the I've never st- strokes. watched any movies about them, but I did watch that movie about John Dillinger with mm. uh, Jenny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, i yeah And I
0: cannot place where he was. Vague Midwestern stuff. But yeah, so like a lot of the St. Paul crime guys would hop up to St. Paul when they were feeling the heat. Okay. So, lots of gangsters in St. Paul. Um, on the rare occasion they did get arrested, uh, they would be put on trial in the St. Paul's Federal Courthouse Building, which is now known as the Landmark Center. Um, among, the, among those convicted was a man named Jack Pfeiffer, and he was a propriety of a popular speakeasy named the Hollyhocks Club, which is actually just down the Mississippi River Boulevard from me. Oh. Like three minutes. Not to triangulate to your viewers, but it's really close. We'll drive <laughs> by it, too.
1: No, they'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> There's someone there with a big whiteboard that's just like, okay, so they're here. And then they're gonna go here, and it's somewhere in between these two points. Get the dogs! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Jack, being an idiot, he joined the Carpus Barker gang in the kidnapping of brewer William Ham Jr. at Ham's Beers. <laughs> you never heard... <laughs> have you never heard of Ham's Beer? No. They're a big Minnesota brand, or they were. I don't know. They still brew today, but they're not like big. But my um, my mom's parents when they lived. Um, in Renville they had um, a bar basement uh, or basement bar and so they had this whole bar and then they had this huge lighted sign for ham's beer right over it was pretty sweet it was very 70s it's a ham with two m's ham with two m's okay. yes yeah, So the, um, he kidnapped him in 1933 and then banker Edward Bremer in 1934, which is really bad timing because this is just a few years after a whole, a bunch of seri- really serious kidnapping laws were passed um, in the wake of the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. Oh, yeah. So like kidnapping became a federal crime. That's why you
1: don't steal babies from Nazis. No. Yeah. Charles Lindbergh was a Nazi. Just Just FYI. in case you didn't know.
0: <laughs> he was fucking awful. Yeah. What a dickbag. bag. We actually, the airport terminal you flew in was a Lindbergh terminal. Did I tell you that? I, I noticed no. that. and I made, Everything's coming full circle. Made
1: a joke about, oh, I'm flying into the Nazi terminal. <laughs> it's no mistake that that's where Delta is <laughs> located.
0: Wait, are you accusing Delta of being Nazis? Maybe. <laughs> Two cookies per person per flight. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. So Jack was convicted and sentenced to 30 years in Leavenworth Prison. Um, unable to handle his sentence, he killed himself in his jail cell by swallowing potassium cyanide. Very classy way to go.
1: And plus, he wouldn't get Charlie horses on his way out.
0: <laughs> he is said to still haunt the court uh, where his sentence was handed down. So the landmark centered downtown St. Paul. Uh, he is said to enjoy gin, girls, and the third floor. And one of these things is not like the other. The one th- of these things floor? just doesn't belong. <laughs> I don't know. Um, But elevator doors on the third floor are said to open and close whenever they feel like it. Not just a janky elevator, I'm sure.
1: Oh, of course not.
0: Um, He supposedly supposedly constantly harasses women, because he was a dickbag in life, as in death. Uh, Many feel his presence, and some have been touched. A woman washing up in an empty bathroom claimed to hear disembodied laughter from somewhere behind her. Um, And another saw a man with a menacing presence in a second floor bathroom. Well, I mean, that's just might be a dude in a bathroom. Yeah, you never know. So bottles of alcohol tip over or are found to be missing, uh, and shot glasses have been known to shatter for no apparent reason. Interesting. I don't know why he would be breaking the glasses, though. He likes booze. It's not Maybe like hes, he's just I think He would it. encourage that behavior. I don't know. Um, he's often seen during wedding, or not often, also seen during wedding receptions. Um, either as an apparition in the crowd, or in pictures after the fact. Honestly, that's my dream. Taking like wedding photos that's and having the alt in the background. wedding. Thing. Yeah. Oh, you'll, we can arrange this. You <laughs> have to get married somewhere, haunted. Yep. Uh, after one wedding, a photo of the wedding party on the grand staircase was discovered to have an extra person in it a tall, fuzzy, grayish man standing behind the ring bear. Like fuzzy, like physically
1: fuzzy? No one's ever like posted the picture.
0: Fuzzy. I'm, I don't know, like. Blurry. I'm guessing, like with blurry. most go- ghost photos, it's just kind of like a smear. Yeah. But because of pareidolia, it sort of looks like a person. I don't know. Um, so that's the landmark center. Another popular hangout for these crime boys was the sandstone caves along the river. Um, they're now known as the Wabasha Street Caves. Um, they've gone through a lot of different name changes, um, but they were originally dug out of the bluffs to store stuff like mushrooms and beer. Constantly trying to rebrand these caves. <laughs> For good reason. They're not great (laughs) caves. (laughs) They also served as a speakeasy during Prohibition um, and were converted to a super fancy nightclub known as the Castle Royale in the 1930s. Uh, So the most famous story about the caves is the triple murder of some Chicago gangsters. So in town, probably just to get away from the police. I don't know. Um, But rumor goes that one evening they were playing poker in the fireside room, four of them. Um, long after everyone else had left at some point during the evening the last remaining waitress heard a series of gunshots coming from the room she ran inside seems like okay that's poor decision making uh absolutely do not run towards the gunshots no, <laughs> you hear gunshots please run in the other direction um but yeah she so she ran into the fireside room and as expected found three dead bodies on the floor at which point she definitely called the police i would hope so so the police showed up. They told her to wait outside while they did a check of the room, which seems wise. Uh, they returned a little while later and chewed her out for making a false report. What? Um, the waitress was like, uh, fuck this. Excuse no. me. Literally three bodies in there. Uh, so she, they brought her back into the crime scene. There were no bodies. Just neatly stacked poker chips on top of fresh tablecloths. bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> So it's rumored that the bodies of the gangsters are buried somewhere in the cave and that the police helped the last one, who probably did all the killing, sneak out of the caves in an extra police uniform. Um, This is, of course, it's just a story. It's never officially documented. But also it was, if it is true, it was a police cover up. So why would it be documented? Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. And you can still see bullet holes in the wall of the fireside room. How they got there is a mystery. Uh, probably bullets. <laughs>
1: I'm just making a guess. It's oh, probably that's an Interesting bullets. theory.
0: Bullets making bullet holes. <laughs> interesting.
1: Okay. The other alternate is high speed almonds. I don't
0: <laughs> I mean, or you could dig them out with your finger. Like, they're sandstone caves, they're very soft. I don't know. People could be bullshitting. Anyway, bullshitting ghosts. Bullshitting about ghosts. What? <laughs> So, nearly 30 apparitions have been sighted within the caves, um, though how anyone ever got to the number is beyond me, because I've heard, like, three stories. <laughs> the three gun down gangsters are still there. Um, it went through a disco phase in the 1970s and is now a restaurant <laughs> and a wedding venue. Uh, but during the 70s, one of the managers and an employee claimed to see the full apparition of a man in gangster attire walking towards them in a hallway. Uh, so, it passed by them and disappeared straight through the wall. Yeah, that... That, that would rattle me a little it bit. It checks out. Uh, in 2005, the son of one of the owners was bouncing a ball through the caves as his parents were kind of cleaning up. Um, the ball got away from him. Just picture this, can't you? Yeah, it's the ball Danny Torrance away. from The Shining. Yep, literally. And the boy chased it as it bounced into the men's bathroom. Uh, he ducked down to pick it up, and when he stood up again, he found himself face-to-face with the figure of a man in full gangster attire, straightening his tie in the bathroom So mirror. this is
1: based on the... The testimony of a child who knows what gangsters dress like. Yes. Okay.
0: I mean, a man in a tie. A man
1: in a tie. Because men only bathroom.
0: wore ties in the 1930s. Yes. Maybe he had the hat and like big shoulders. I don't know what gangsters look know. like. Maybe I don't know unless he was like holding a full Tommy gun. <laughs> I don't know how you necessarily know he was a gangster, but okay. Um, anyway, the man winked at the boy and disappeared. Uh, okay testimony of a child yep uh, and then there's another story of a young boy lots of children in these stories sometimes which sometimes just the heads of them <laughs> that was a really dumb joke <laughs> i'm really proud of you anyway this young boy a complete full boy <laughs> the entire boy <laughs> The entire boy was attending the wedding reception, uh, and he told the, <laughs> the, he told the bride and groom that he had fun playing with the gangsters, and everyone was like, oh, this sweet little kid and his goofy imagination. Uh, and then the couple, again, got their wedding photos back, uh, and they found one of the little boys sitting at the table, smiling happily amongst a crowd of misty apparitions.
1: So are they just, like, taking a Last Supper picture of the child, and <laughs> just
0: him sitting? I can't, like... At what point during the evening do you like, oh, look at this lonely child? <laughs> and then... I'm going to remind him in the future that he has no friends.
1: <laughs> he Except was... the ghosts. Oh, my God.
0: There's a few other ghosts that have been spotted around the cave. Um, a man in Panama hat uh, and the entities of a man and a woman who meet at the bar. No one knows who they are. Just ghosts. People who want a drink. Leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ghosts or no, the caves along the Mississippi will kill you. Um, There are other entrances to the cave system. Like, there's the restaurant part, but then there's, like, the actual caves along the river. Um, And, of course, mostly teenagers um, like to sneak in and explore. And it doesn't always go so great. Um, As recently as last year, St. Paul police had to rescue two teenagers that had gotten stuck in the caves. Uh, In 2004, three teenagers (laughs) died from carbon monoxide poisoning, as did two teenage girls in 92. Okay, so that... The caves are just full of Don't, dead teens. Yeah, just so many dead teens. Uh, in the late nine 19- since the late nineteen eighties, three others have died, one from drowning, one from a fire, and one from a collapse. The city tries to like block these off. There's gates and barriers. Um, but again, they're sandstone caves, so you can kind of just dig around it and get in. So, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Gross. So yeah, that is the Wabasha City Cave or Wabasha Street Caves.
1: Um, currently looking at the Sandstone
0: Caves. Yep, Wabasha Street Caves.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, probably the highest point in the state. Uh, it it looks kind of creepy. Like, you're definitely going inside the earth. Plus, there's a Belgian waffle place that looks a little sketch, but that's where the best waffles are. (laughs) Okay, so the caves are apparently shut down. Probably just for... we missed the tour.
0: Yeah, we I think just for the day.
1: They are caves.
0: <laughs> they exist. I'm not just making this shit up.
1: I'm sure that there are pictures of them online.
0: There are actually. I found some while I was researching.
1: Um, there was a pretty sweet Snoopy statue out front. Got a picture of that, and uh, we'll just go from there. <laughs> right the the one who died in prison and then haunts this okay um it's definitely a large building there's definitely like a festival in front of it as you can hear i think there's some kind of dance performance going on right now Oh, yeah that is a lot of water in the sandal uh, so I don't know it looks like I could probably have a couple ghosts in it even if it's not that specific ghost like you can probably assume that sometime like a ghost squirrel or something all right
0: Go to 1902
1: did you hear that folks? 1902. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Alright, this is the part where it probably gets weird. So what is this building usually used for? The
0: governor was inaugurated.
1: Oh okay. Fancy place for fancy people. I unfortunately did not dress for a wedding And what was this building used for At the time of the story that we were Uh it was a federal courthouse Oh yeah no this definitely Oh what's this Distracted by a large photo Of John Dillinger's uh fingerprints
0: <laughs> He doesn't I think um one of his His girlfriend was put on trial In one of the courtrooms here I think we're gonna go find that
1: Um Oh, this this, uh, plaque is titled From Eyesore to Landmark. Uh, I will keep you guys updated on whether or not we actually see any ghosts, but now it just looks like there's a very fancy person wedding going on, or will be going on. (laughs) Update. We are in the last elevator I'd want to get stuck in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this
0: is hairy. It is so small
1: and it's carpeted well the
0: walls so no one can hear you scream
1: thankfully it it landed at the right place if I don't see the ghost of an old white man here today I will be amazed this is Polaroid worthy I'm still recording
0: so this is the most ornate room in the building originally the library and later used as a courtroom by Judge Edward Devitt and then there's some stuff on the architecture that wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be before I made you press a Could <laughs> you
2: hold <up>? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we definitely almost crashed a wedding party getting ready. To be fair, though, the door was open. The door was open. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because of my expectations, but this is a very uh, strange building. Uh, this isn't the building where someone saw something in the bathroom, right? No,
0: this is, yeah. We're going
1: to go to the third floor. The oh, okay. Have to use those you bathrooms.
0: gin girls in the, th- in the third floor? I'd that
1: one. Right, 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 right. Gin, comma, girls in the...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the actual court where they, um, tried. Billy shot. Green room? It is literally, like, carpeted in green.
1: Okay. I didn't know if you uh, meant, like...
0: But I don't remember which one that is, and I think it was...
1: Um the one where we heard all of the men's voices?
0: Yeah. To, I mean it could be a wedding party. To be Christmas.
1: fair, probably a wedding party, but we didn't see. So this is mostly just like offices. Yeah. For different like
0: Minnesota Historical Society, i imagine.
1: Okay. So like nonprofits.
0: Yeah.
1: another creepy hallway. <laughs> we could oh, probably
0: no. face oh. that's what we're
1: looking for. I think it's like- There's 310. This is 323, so if I had to guess, it's... Yeah. 317. (gasps) Shit! Okay, oh my god. Okay. This is less creepy than the first room we were in, albeit, but... Yeah, I mean, there's balconies in here. Which I don't know if that's particularly creepy, but... I kind of forget that like trials used to be like a public event. Especially for someone of that caliber of douchiness.
0: ...was the site of many infamous gangster trials during the 1930s. Some of the FBI's most notorious criminals were tried in the building, including Mom Barker's son, Doc, Elvin creepy Purpose, and John Dillinger's gal, Evelyn Frechette.
1: Does that really say gal? yep okay that's folksy and charming
0: (laughs) fbi g-men armed with thompson submachine guns kept guard in the upper balconies uh to ward off any courtroom escape attempts or ambushes located just down the hall from this room is the original detention room which we
1: just passed and i thought it was a creepy looking door yep um we're gonna find that door
0: because
1: it still says detention it does uh we passed it on our way in here yeah (laughs) i will also be using the bathroom facilities
0: Remember what we said about the third floor bathroom? There's ghosts
1: there. Primarily because I have to pee, but also, you know. <laughs> yeah, cool this room is kind of nuts. I really want to open these doors here, but they're yeah. almost definitely not allowed to do that. Yeah, that <laughs> One would hope. Um, also, these like air vents are. <laughs> I've been watching too many like movies that take place in old like apartment buildings, but.
0: If yeah, I
1: can see ghost cans coming out of that. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's John Dillinger again. I Have I told you the story about John Dillinger's giant penis? No. We'll get to that later. It, it, he was dead when the, at the time, but all right. So the men's bathroom is the one that's supposed to be weird, right? No,
0: it's 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 the women's because
1: it the I'm gonna let you go in first. I should probably summon stuff after I I pee. Well, okay, Um, I'll get back to you guys in a moment. I'm not gonna keep the recorder on. (laughs) Okay, so we're standing in the bathroom, the third floor bathroom. Like a creepy person. The one where uh, a woman reported hearing men's laughter from the stalls?
0: Yeah, that sounds about
1: right. I don't know it's it's a weirdly proportioned bathroom but other than that uh, I don't know what was this guy's name again Jack Pfeiffer. all right Jack my dude <laughs> if you're hanging out in here now would be the time to say something <laughs> um do you have anything to say to the folks at home all right i'm gonna assume that if you had something to say that you said it we're gonna get out of your hair uh beautiful place you have here uh have fun (laughs)
0: That ends our St. Paul tour of ghosts. I have one more story for you. A very special request. Oh! Yay! The Minneapolis Mummified Monkey Mystery. So I am going to go over to Minneapolis for this one because A, it's a great story and I guess we can throw Minneapolis a bone. And B, I, I specifically asked to cover <laughs> Also bad. that... So um, you might have seen this on Twitter. You might have heard Karen and Georgia from my favorite murder talking about it. It is a wonderful story. It is the light of my life, <laughs> the mummified monkey. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the building. Um, the building is we call it. It was just the Macy's building for a long time, um, but it originally opened as Dayton's Dry Goods. Eventually, Dayton's Department Stores. Uh, so the Dayton family, the Dayton family, would later go on to found Target. Oh, so that's these people, <laughs> um, my heroes. So Dayton's department store would become Marshall Fields, and then 2004 it was sold again, and they became Macy's. Uh, so they closed that store last year, and they sold the building to a developer who's currently like redeveloping it into office space because we don't have a shortage of that.
1: Yeah, in Minneapolis. I, I mean, you
0: definitely don't have a shortage of Target. So, like, why? <laughs> I mean there is already one like just down the block. I don't know why we need two downtown. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I need
1: to go into a Target here, just kinda like
0: going to see Graceland. Yeah. I could take you up to Roseville. We could go to the first Target. <gasps> it's like a pilgrimage. It's like to a holy site. It's right up there
1: with when I went into the first Starbucks a couple <gasps> months oh, ago. God. Oh,
0: God bless. It's, it's tiny. Mecca. It's tiny. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one in Roseville, not tiny. It's gargantuan. <laughs> All all of our targets are gargantuan. I mean, except for the city one down in Highland mm-hmm. Park, but no, the, the one
1: target I've seen since at its I, best. Yeah, the one target I've seen since I've been here was the small one. So like we drove by, and I'm like, "That's what your targets look like." No, no, that's no. The, that's an eighth of
0: a target. <laughs> that's a tar. It's a ta. <laughs> really, in the grand scheme of things. Anyway, so the mummy. So in April of this year, a construction crew unearthed a fully mummified monkey corpse in the air duct of, on the seventh floor of the old Macy's building. Keep in mind
1: this is the Midwest where there
0: aren't a lot oh, of jungles. Yeah, let's let's make this very clear. Monkeys are not native to Minnesota. <laughs> They're not even native to like Illinois or anything. No, no, no native monkeys anywhere <laughs> near us. I don't, are there any native monkeys in the United States? Maybe Hawaii? Bigfoot. Oh,
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's a whole thing. Uh, so no, monkeys are not native to the United States. No,
0: so it's kind of weird to you know open up a wall and find a, a monkey. an air duct in a major mini- or major Midwestern city and just find a fucking mummified monkey there. <laughs> uh, so a worker took a picture of the monkey and he sent a picture to the old Minneapolis Facebook group and everyone in the state lost their goddamn Not minds. even just the state. <laughs> The country. Internationally. <laughs> <laughs> this is a super famous story, and it's delightful. So there are several theories as to how the mummified monkey... Do we know what kind of monkey? No. Okay. No one's ever clarified this Okay. I
1: th- that felt important. Uh, like, it looked monkey. like a capuchin monkey, but I also don't know my monkeys very
0: well. Something like that. It was a little monkey. It's probably like, I don't a know. Spider monkey. I've never seen it in relation to anything. I've just seen the one picture, but it's probably like, I don't know, yeah. a foot and a half. It was Small supposed monkey. to be at...
1: The Science Museum, but I don't think it's come in yet.
0: I don't think so. No, I was there last week, and it was unfortunately not on display yet. You have a whole human, but you couldn't get the monkey in there. I don't know what the actual holdup is, because they got it weeks ago. Are they they restoring the monkey? Maybe they're building it a special display case. Oh, maybe. They did show me where it was going to be, and it's next to, like, a stuffed polar bear. So...
1: I'm sorry. The, maybe they're making a special. The Minneapolis display. monkey deserves more than being stuck I'm next to so, a
0: pole. Like I walked into that lobby and I like I figured there would be like a whole stage built for the money <laughs> like right in the middle before you even get your tickets. Like, like they're gonna stick it back in the corner by the Omni theater. Like no. It's the Minneapolis mummified monkey. Anyway, was that going theories? Theories. Yeah, the theories. So one former Dayton's employee shared a story that he had heard from a longtime building worker um, that a monkey had once disappeared from a pet store on the eighth floor. Uh, This is likely in the 1960s, because when the fuck else would there just be monkeys in pet stores? Yeah,
1: we didn't really have a lot of regard for animal life back then. No,
0: and, like, other people have shared, like, old Dayton's advertising, like, oh, come see our cool exotic pets. Yeah, didn't
1: they have, like, a fucking rainforest set up on one of the floors?
0: Yep, we'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) uh so employees look for the monkey um they heard rumors that people could hear it running around the air duct and everything um they put food out on openings and tried to catch it but the monkey never resurfaced um i actually heard that the employees felt really really terrible about this (laughs) like they They really were worried about this monkey (laughs) well not lately felt bad for the monkey um but the monkey was likely caught in an exhaust fan and later died um This is supported by the fact that you can see in the picture, the monkey's got a big cut against its abdomen. Uh So it probably did. It was probably because of that and not that it like starved or suffocated. Yeah. So hopefully a merciful death for the mummy monkey.
1: Some monkey living in the Midwest. I mean, (laughs) anything's going to be an improvement.
0: (laughs) Uh, So eventually the governor was um, asked to weigh in (laughs) because this is Minnesota. And also because the governor is actually Mark Dayton. Of the Dayton family. okay, Which is why he was... Why this is relevant to him. Um, But he was literally asked about this at, like, a press conference about the legislative So your governor
1: is literally part of the family that founded
0: Target? Yes. Okay, that all checks out. (laughs) Uh, So he shared a lot of memories from when he worked at the store in the summer of 1968. The store had set up a rainforest exhibit, like you'd mentioned earlier, on the eighth floor. And this is essentially... They also put, like, Christmas displays up there, too, so you would, like... Get people to go up to the 8th floor to check out whatever cool new thing was there. And they'd have to go through all of the other floors. And then they'd have to shop all the way up and all the way back down. Um, So this is a quote from him because it's really great. Uh, So they had this rainforest and they had these monkeys and then they had these chirping birds. And someone didn't figure out that these monkeys were carnivores. I I won't get into graphic detail in front of the cameras here. So the next day, because of this incident, and I would imagine many similar incidents... Um, A crew set up a huge netting to separate the birds from the monkeys, and it was during that process, supposedly, that a monkey got out and went into the air duct. Uh, So my favorite theory, child monkey thieves.
1: Oh God, I forgot about this one.
0: (laughs) So when the story first started going viral, the mayor of Robbinsdale, which is a Minneapolis suburb in the north north of Minneapolis, um, he had his own explanation for the monkey. I'm going to quote his tweet directly, because again, it's just (laughs) the language and everything is chef's kiss Uh, my dad once stole a monkey from a dayton's display back in the 60s they decided to bring it back after it shat all over my dad's friend's bedroom while they were at school they returned it by letting it loose in the store this is probably that monkey so i like to think that's what happened
1: that someone stole a monkey and then it pooped and
0: then they were like (laughs) oh this poops and then they brought it back they didn't have the receipt. They couldn't. No, they just, well, we'll bring it back, but not like to the, pa- well, I guess they couldn't. I guess they didn't want to admit that they, that they had taken it. But they just let it loose in the goddamn store because that, children, 60s children. Okay. Anyway, they announced last month Um, the monkey mummy has found a new home, as we had mentioned earlier, the lobby of the Science Museum in Minnesota in downtown St. Paul, which is why this <laughs> is technically still a St. Paul story. Because the monkey's going to live in St. Paul now. <laughs> the better city. I don't know why I'm breaking on Minneapolis so much. I actually really love Minneapolis. It's a
1: fine fine town.
0: It's the rivalry.
1: It's a weird rivalry. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, that was... That's
0: our local... Some local flavor for you. Yeah.
1: Um, For which I flew almost 2,000 miles (laughs)
0: I mean, I could have told you all of this over Skype, I oh, guess.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm going to go see it. And the more I think about it, the more I, I am going to take some uh, some audio notes. Excellent. And probably drop them in when appropriate. Or I'll just compile all of them and put them after the theme song. So if you stick around. <laughs> Bonus content. Um, or I might release a mini soda. Who knows? Ooh. A mini soda. A mini so- <laughs> ah, ah. ah. Uh, we'll make it even better we'll get those tiny cans of
0: coke (laughs) (laughs) we'll drink mini sodas except it's minnesota so they're mini pops
1: that doesn't have the same ring to it
0: (laughs) i am amazed that i have not seen single hot dish well i can make one i mean it's summer no one fucking makes hot dish in the summer
1: uh they're very dense god i should have made you tater tot hot dish I have made that in the privacy of my own home, and I literally ate it for two weeks. Yeah, this is why I don't make hot dish. So salty. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yes, so if you enjoyed this episode, I don't know, fucking rate and review it on iTunes. I have a five-star rating. You guys have been great. (gasps)
0: Has, have people reviewed it that aren't me yes uh one <laughs> one person <laughs> yes one person who said that they the did big time
1: one person who said that they listened to it while they were doing loads of laundry and that's so much laundry anyway did they
0: binge the whole
1: thing while they I were think doing laundry? so i yeah that's five hours of podcast that's at a the lot time. of yeah anyway um if that was you i'm very proud of you good job you know, doing clean, your laundry cleanest clothes in the land um, we are also on Twitter at Pod, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Uh, you can email your, uh, your personal stories, which this episode was technically, uh, just one big one, um, to make up for all the emails that I haven't received. <coughs> <coughs> so that's, uh, BooHahaPod at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to check out the other shows on the You Gonna Me a podcast network, who has been nice enough to put up with my bullshit for the last several months. <laughs> Um, do you
0: want to plug anything? Mm, no, I got nothing. <laughs> I was, I was going to suggest they follow me on Twitter, but I exclusively use my Twitter to rag on you. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It is K-C-D-E-N-N-E-L-L. <laughs> and you can just find screenshots of our group chat, <laughs> um,
1: where hopefully you will get to hear from the other person in that group chat this fall, if I can make it all the way to Canada. <laughs>
0: Well, you've already made it halfway there. Yeah, I'm almost there. You're basically in Canada now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a beautiful homey state. And, uh...
0: Tell everyone how
1: polite everyone has been to you. Oh my god. I said excuse me once, and instead of, like, just moving to the side, the lady was like, Oh no, you're fine. Your cat was very well behaved. Oh, where'd she go? She, like, spazzed off and then ignored
0: us for an hour. Uh, she didn't place her asshole on anything. (laughs) Which is new? Should I get her in here to meow into the microphone? I wonder if I can will get she her do her that? that? I don't know if we tease her long enough. She's not oh, actually she allowed on the table, but Junie, what are you doing? Oh, she knows she's not allowed up here. Can you meow? Huh? No, she's not gonna do it because now she's just like, let me go.
1: Well, just so you guys know, there's a cat in the room.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that made for very compelling audio. Oh, for sure. Hi,
1: buddy! Okay. Well, anyway, so I will see you next month with more of the same bullshit. <laughs> uh, bye, I guess. Bye?